sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all warble like nightingales. Give your throat a treat. Take a dime from the bird. Now you all know the word. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Hello again out there in Birdland. It's Hanson Tibbetts along with the... Jim Darmstadt. Your weekend edition of For the Birds as we uh, are at the, uh, gosh, we're end of July. It's it's here. It's uh, It's been a little, uh, it's been a little toasty this uh, last few days. Yeah, a little toasty, a little murky, soupy. I felt like I've been swimming through the air. Yeah. And a few uh, storms have rolled through as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely feeling like summer. No, no doubt about that. Well, as as we approach the um, the end of July, we always think about um, the common loon, um, and it's uh, it's definitely chick season, and they're definitely raising their young now on these, oh, some big lakes, some small lakes, some ponds, etc. Uh, but we want to just uh, touch base on one of our favorite uh, summer birds, and that's the uh, that's the common loon. Yeah, they're having another great year. Um, I think there's almost 100 pairs this year, what I've gleaned from the Vermont Center for Eco, for Eco Studies, VCE, um, which is a little uh, less, a little fewer pairs than last year, or fewer pairs nesting this year than last year, but a few. I think last year was a record year. They had 109 nesting pairs last year. Not all those loons succeed, of course. There's um, there's always nest failures, um, but so far, there's, I think the tally is nearly 50, 47 chicks produced out of those 96 nesting attempts. So that is very good news for, for the common loon in Vermont. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, wildlife has all kinds of uh, predators. It doesn't matter what, what bird you are, but uh, for the... Uh for the loon, what 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 are some of the predators? I mean, it's to be successful to nest and, and get a chick is is a lot of work and a lot of effort, but there's a lot of um, things that can get in the way of it as well. So, some, what are some of the um, what are some of the predators maybe of uh, the common loon? Well, you know, I, I don't know how much how many predators prey on the adults. I'm sure it happens, but maybe it's fairly rare. Bald eagle? Have you ever? I don't know. Have you ever heard of, of a bald eagle taking an adult loon? Um, well, I've certainly certainly heard of uh, conflicts between um, chicks and bald eagles on some of these because the habitat is basically the same, right? It is, and, and bald eagles have been doing very well in Vermont as well. There's nearly uh, fifty pairs of territory eagles in Vermont now. So, yeah, so there's definitely a lot more. Uh, conflict or potential conflict between bald eagles and loons. And I think you're right, Anson, it's the chicks that are most in danger of being predated. Um, yeah, perhaps by bald eagle, I don't, I don't know for sure. But, you know, I imagine when they're small, too, like a little, a little chick, they're, you know, a, a big, big large-mouthed bass or a pike, and I can imagine them taking, taking a loon chick. Um, that's certainly when they're most, most vulnerable. Yeah, 
And even before they become chicks, the eggs, the nests, the nests are really interesting, right? Because they have to be, the water levels kind of got to be just right because uh, loons cannot walk on land, right? Well, they, not, not gracefully, at least. Yeah, definitely not gracefully. They, you know, yeah, loons have solid bones, so it, uh, and their feet are very far back on the body, the legs, so they're very awkward on land. Um, and they, you know, they can only take off from the surface of the water after basically running across across the surface of the water. So very awkward on land. So they, if water levels fluctuate too much, well, they could flood a nest, or it could kind of leave the nest high and dry if water levels really drop. Um, you know, and the, we, you know, it's the common loon. Uh, and they're, they're doing well in Vermont, but this reminds me that, you know, loons were almost non-existent in Vermont in the early 80s and the 70s. I, I was, uh, I've read on VCE's website that when the loon conservation program started with fins, there were only seven pairs of nesting loons in Vermont. Um, they were virtually gone from the state. And if you looked on eBird, <laughs> it's amazing. You know, eBird's such a wealth of information. And if you look at look for loon sightings in 1980, 1981, 82, 83 uh, on eBird, you don't see any on eBird at all. Uh, now, you know, the, the annual loon watch, they, you know, have seen in the last few years, 300 uh, in, the, in the July loon watch. So, you know, the... The loon was almost wiped out from the state. You know, it took a lot of uh, effort to bring the loon back, and, and those fluctuating water levels is, was was one culprit. Um, lead sinkers still um, can kill loons. I know there was at least one loon found dead this year with a lead sinker in its stomach. So just one lead sinker can do a loon in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, because now you can be driving along, for example, Route 2 and over towards Danville and look to your left and you'll see um, loons out on Joe's Pond. Um, and that probably wasn't yeah. the case maybe, you know, 30 years ago, 25 years ago. So it's pretty, pretty impressive what's happened with the um, uh, the reintroduction and the uh, efforts by volunteers and, and and birding groups and et cetera on bringing the loon back to just about, um, you know, dozens of dozens of lakes and ponds around Vermont. I'm always um, impressed of um, the loon chicks and how close they say to say to stay close to their parents. And at, at times you see those shots of them climbing up on the back of their parents. Yeah, yeah so close. They're literally on top of the parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's one of the most adorable things, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? It sure is. And they um, and they're incredible divers, right? The loons, right? Yeah, um, when, you know, I mentioned the solid bones. Um, so most birds have hollow bones with um, these internal struts that give the bones support. But loon bones, I don't know if all loon bones, but loon bones in general are solid. So they're, they can dive very easily, very deep. Um, I've heard you know estimates of over 100 feet, um, even more, 200 feet, I think I've heard. Um, I don't know how deep Vermont lakes get, but <laughs> they can get where they need to go uh, to find food. Um, so yeah, expert divers, they can stay underwater quite a long time. It's always fun to like watch one dive and then, you know, 
get your watch out or your phone and, and time it. Uh, they can stand her incredible uh, amounts of time. Uh, and fun to watch them swim underwater. They don't, you know, use their wings. If you think of a... Um, uh, penguins uh, or alcids using their uh, their wings as flippers. Loons keep their wings tucked in against their body and use their feet to propel themselves through the water. Uh, catching fish, crayfish, fish definitely the most most favorite food item for loons. And so it's fascinating to see they go under and then you're just wondering where they're going to pop up next. And sometimes yeah. it can be very close to the uh, the canoe or the kayak or it can be um, several hundred feet away, away from you as well. Yeah, you never know. You know, and that's a good uh, reminder, too, that, um, you know, we don't want to crowd the loons. You know, the reason that why loons declined so, um, so much in Vermont was because of people, um, because of us. Um, so, uh, you know, things like uh, lead sinkers or uh, fluctuating water levels, sometimes that's a natural thing, but uh, often it's because of human activity um, and certainly shoreline development. So one thing we can do, everyone can do, is you know, give loons a wide berth so we're not crowding them and not stressing them out. And, you know, certainly, if one comes towards you, not much you can do about it. Um, let it do it. Let it do its thing. But if you hear a loon, if it's acting distressed or doing that tremolo call, that that um, really, it's not a yodel, it's a tremolo. I don't know how to describe it, but um, uh, it means you're you're getting too close. And certainly, if if the birds have chicks, you want to give them an extra wide berth. You bet. Well, that should do it. Uh, running towards the end of the show here, talking about loons. Um, enjoy. Um, Enjoy the uh, the rest of uh, July. It's uh, we're headed into fair season, and the gardens are growing, and everyone's having fun with their with their vegetables. And we hope just the weather will cooperate and uh, be just right as we head out towards uh, August. Until next time, I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds. Now you all know